Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Senior Times podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now, today I'm going to be talking to one of Ireland's top sommeliers to find out exactly what it means to be a sommelier, what you have to do, and what's the difference between a regular wine waiter and a certified sommelier, like what training you need and so on. Well, obviously you need to love wine for starters, that's obvious, but you do need to know quite a lot about it, how to pair it with food, obviously, and and how to open a bottle correctly and all kinds of details. So to answer these questions and more, I'm delighted to welcome award-winning sommelier Tomas Szczepanski. And I know I've said that wrong. I don't know how to pronounce it. No, that's correct. That's perfect. (laughs) All the way from Poland. uh, Previously head sommelier Chanhans on the Green and presently the shop manager at the Corkscrew Wine Merchants in Dublin. So, Tomas, you're very welcome indeed. And thank you so much for joining me today. And um, let's just start by telling me why you became a sommelier. So, good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me today, first of all. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted. Well, uh, my wine education, I started basically in 2009. So, in 2009, I did my first wine course while I was working in, uh, in Poland as an assistant manager and then assistant manager left the restaurant and I was kind of under the pressure that I need to learn about more about the wine a little bit faster yes. uh, so I signed up for my first wine course and during the wine course I just discovered how interesting how different how excited wine topic is and since that wine become my the biggest passion of my life uh, which is that's why I'm here at the Corkscrew Wine Merchants that's how it started and then I, I moved to Ireland in 2004. Uh, just I want to change a couple of things in my life. Uh, I've always be, been a huge fan of, of Guinness and the U2. So I at least have two reasons. Plus, a few of my good friends uh, already live here. So that's why I decided to move to Ireland. And basically, the minute I moved to Ireland, I start everything from the scratch. So I started working first as a waiter. And then I moved to, uh, I used to work in La Maison restaurant. Uh, in La Maison, I used to be promoted to, to the head waiter and, and sommelier. And then I worked for Shanahan's on the green as a head sommelier and assistant, so, uh, sorry, head sommelier and assistant manager. And now I'm working at the Corkscrew Wine Merchants. Uh, so that's what I've been, long story short, in terms of my wine experience in Ireland. Sure. But during this time, I also start um, doing some courses, especially wine and spirit education trust which is based in london so in 2014 i did my level two uh, in 2015, I did my level three, and now I'm finishing the diploma, which is the most difficult part of, 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 of this course. And in the meantime as well, I pass certified sommelier exam with Court of Masters sommelier and become second best of sommelier in Ireland in 2018. Well, that's uh, some yeah. achievement. Congratulations on that. Thank you very, very much. Um, I, I think sometimes sometimes people are a little bit afraid of a sommelier because they feel perhaps in a restaurant a sommelier is going to recommend a very expensive wine and um, because the wealth of knowledge that you have through the training you can you know speak with authority on any wine so do you think people should be a little bit afraid of sommeliers because you are so experienced and so knowledgeable about wine? 
in my opinion, should be oplo- completely opposite. Okay. So, so don't don't be afraid to ask questions. If you see someone on the front of you, we always basically we always ask a couple of questions. What I what I used to do in at Shanahan's and I'm doing that at the corkscrew. So when I can see when I see people on the door, and uh, you can see that they not they're not sure what, which direction they should go. They think, oh, we are kind of fine wine shop. Maybe I just pick some bottle of wine from 15 euro and 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 that's it. But no, I always said, please come in, ask the question. So we always ask questions. We always ask, is that for yourself? It's the gift. Uh, what's your more or less budget per bottle? How much would you like to spend? And then uh, we are, we ask those questions. And then is there anything you don't like? It was maybe something that you really like about the wines. Any particular flavor? Maybe you don't like oak. Maybe you like something like crispy and and stuff like that. So this is the most important thing. So don't be afraid to ask for mm-hmm. the help because if you're going, let's say, if you want to do your shopping in the supermarket, there will be no one to help you, no one to guide you. And that's the main difference between uh, the wine merchants. Uh, and the supermarkets or small restaurant boutique restaurant w- w- without somebody here and restaurant like a Shanahan's on the green and there's someone there is somebody here to can yeah. actually guide you and help you with the selection I agree with you actually all the sommeliers that I have met in my time have been only too delighted to share their knowledge and um, advise people so uh, I think you're right I think it's a great opportunity especially now that you tell me that you are um, working in in the Cork School Wine Merchant in Cork so it's not often that you will have um, a certified sommelier there behind the counter to give you advice when you're buying wine and as you say that's the difference between picking a picking a bottle off the supermarket shelf because it might be a special for, uh, of the week or you know half price or something but you really don't know what you're buying but it's great to get expert um, advice and suggestions and uh, yeah you're right people shouldn't be afraid of sommeliers and it's great to, it's great to be able to share that information so you do something else which I'm dying to uh, ask you more about you've started a youtube um thing where um you're giving advice basically about all sorts of different things it's like you're doing it's like a teaching course about wine tell me about that youtube thing that you started so basically during uh, during pandemic uh, i mean before actually pandemic i used to do a lot of uh, wine tasting and wine training just above our shop uh, a lovely beautiful spot called, called upstairs at number four it's absolutely amazing uh, amazing amazing place and because we stopped doing this and i was doing a little bit of online a couple of you know virtual tastings as well uh, during the COVID, and then i was like you know it's like i have to do something else i'm really i'm really bored of of not teaching people yes so I decide to I, I decide to do my uh, uh, wine channel on YouTube uh, called wine tuber uh, which is I'm basically focused on kind of basic knowledge so everyone who actually watching this uh, can really enjoy and can really learn something but even if you advance somewhere there if you work in, in industry I always try to point a couple of very interesting topic as well even for them so this channel is definitely for everyone but especially for someone who really like to learn about the wine from the basics sure well I, I had a, a quick look at it over the last few days and um, I thought it was very very interesting I thought it was great well I'm a big fan of YouTube anyway but you you have some interesting topics um, like how to open a bottle of wine like a sommelier now there you go 
a lot of people would yeah. be very interested to read that. Forget about the uh, forget about the screw caps now. A lot of people have problems with the cork. So um, uh, little pieces of information like that, I think, are really really helpful. Um, no, t- tell me again now. You have wine from in in the corkscrew. You've wine from over thirty different countries. You've a huge range of wine, and you've you've chosen a couple here particularly to talk about. So the first one that I'm looking at here, which is a, is a white Rioja, and I'm actually a big fan of white Rioja. I know, as you have said, it's not always as it's not as well known as the red Rioja, but I actually love white Rioja, and even even quite cheap bottles that you see of white Rioja can be very good. I found, but this one is exceptional. This one is an organic one. So as I take a little taste of this, tell me a little bit more about this. It's called Vega Vela. Vega Vela, yes. So first of all, like people are really surprised that you can find white Rioja on the shelves because most of the people are familiar with the red Rioja and especially from the Tempranillo grape. Sure. However, in the region, in the appellation of Rioja, there's actually nine white grape permitted and it's only five reds. So it's, it's yeah, so it's it's really confusing. But anyway, uh, white Rioja wines are absolutely amazing. This particular one is a blend of 50% Sauvignon Blanc and 50% of Garnacha Blanca. So I always said to, to people who are actually looking for some Sauvignon Blanc, especially from Sancerre or Sauvignon Blanc from the Loire Valley in France, this is absolutely fantastic alternative for them. It's just beautifully made, really fruity. Mm. And because you have that lovely Garnacha Blanca there as well in the blend, it'll give you a bit of uh, kind of floral aftertaste to make that wine a little bit special, a little bit different compared to any other Sauvignon Blanc. And it's only 1995 for the full bottle which is amazing value for money in my opinion very good value no it is yeah. lovely I'm a, I'm a big white wine fan and um, there's a lot that isn't great there are some that is but I mean I definitely think that if um, if people haven't tried uh, white Rioja before they definitely should seek it out and that is a great example of a really good white Rioja that's a very interesting point you said about there being more white grapes than red grapes in the Rioja region for, for the certified yeah. wines that's very interesting I didn't know that now that's very interesting yeah, and uh, speaking as well of you know the, the amount of countries we have uh, at the Corsica label, this as you said before, it's over thirty. So yeah. if you're looking for from uh, let's say for wine from Uruguay, from Slovenia, uh, Hungarian wines, we have amazing wine from Armenia. Georgia, uh, Cyprus, even English wine, especially sparkling English wine, absolutely exceptional. So yeah. this, that's why we are slightly different compared to the other uh, wine shops. Because it's a huge range of the Indeed. grape varieties, but it's a huge range of different countries, which is, we absolutely love it. You said something um, earlier when we were talking, which I thought was very interesting as well. When you go into any supermarket or even a lot of off licenses, you will see the wine, which is um, um, uh, stocked by country. Like you've got the Spanish wine, the French wine, Australia, New Zealand, so on. And you were telling me you don't do that. You have your own way of, of, of storing the wines. You put them together for different reasons, not from the country they came from. Yeah, they, they kind of, you know, they, they, they are divided by the countries. However, there is no guidelines. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you go into any other, most of the of licenses and wine shops, you can see, oh, in this corner, we have wines from Spain. In the other exactly. corner, we have wine from Italy, which is in our shop, we love to chat. So we don't want to people see that. Basically, when people see, oh, in this corner, we have a wine from Spain and people are really familiar with Spanish wines, they're going straight away to that corner. 
and they're going to always pick the Spanish wines, which is we love to do. It's to ask people a question. Oh, you like Spanish wines. Have you ever tried red wine from Cyprus? Have yes. you ever tried some uh, Tanat from Uruguay, for example, which is, would be also a good equivalent of, for example, of Rioja Reserva. Uh, so that's the main difference. So we, it's all about relation. It's all about the chat and it's all about personal touch mm-hmm. at the course. That's what, we, that's what we love. That's what we, as you can see, I, I love talking. So. Yeah. <laughs> I really love talking, especially about the wines. Travelling with Expressway and your free travel pass is made easier with a reserved seat. When booking journeys at expressway.ie, make sure to select seat-only reservation free travel scheme and pay just €2 per trip to guarantee your seat. Bookings can also be made from ticket machines in stations and priority boarding will be given to those who book in advance. Travel without a booking is still more than welcome, if you prefer, provided we have space on board. Take it easy with your free travel pass and expressway.ie. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones. Make friends with innovation. If you're enjoying this podcast, why not subscribe to Senior Times, the magazine and website for people who don't act their age. Or maybe you have a loved one or a friend who you know would love to read more. You can buy a subscription and have the magazine delivered direct to their door. To subscribe to Senior Times, visit the website at seniortimes.ie and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash senior times. Having that range of wine is, um, is 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 great. I mean, I I can imagine people coming in every week and chatting to you and planning their menus and um, deciding what they'll have to drink with them. But I mean, that's a big um, part of being a certified sommelier, isn't it? Being expert at pairing food and wine. So it's great that people can get sommelier advice pairing food and wine for their dinner at home, not just in a restaurant yeah. setting. So you can give yeah, them advice. Yeah. On, okay, you're doing um, uh, roast monkfish or something or other. And what herbs and spices are you using? And you can pick out a wine to complement it. Um, so that's great. So people have like a sommelier um, service or knowledge, uh, and they can have that from the comfort of their own home. Yeah, and that's included in the price, which is when you go into supermarkets, no one can guide you. Exactly, you, you can use, yeah. you know, you can use the Vivino app or anything else. You can use, you know, you can use Uncle Google, uh, but it's not the same feeling. Sure. I, from my experience, I used to check some some wines of you know the, of the Vivino app. Uh, what's the score? I remember one of the gentlemen was checking one of the Bordeaux. It was like three point six average uh, average score. It was like John. This I taste myself. This is at least four point one. So not all the wines are there actually correct in terms of you know of the score they got. Uh, so that's another point as well. So we actually have a different different you know different look under the wines if that makes sense rather sure. than checking the uh, the wine the wine apps you know 
Well, of the, of the three wines that you recommended to me, there's the White Rioja, which you were talking about, which instantly I love. It's actually gorgeous, very nice. I eat a lot of fish and it will go very well with my fish dinners. The other two, I thought it was interesting that the three wines come from um, three top European wine producing countries. We've one from France, we've one from Spain and we've one from Italy. That's interesting. Correct. And yes. all the three wines you recommended are ex- exclusive to the corkscrew because you have some yes. exclusive to yourselves and then you have some which are available in other places as well. So that's a, a good mix, a good mix. But moving on to the um, to the Italian Chianti. Uh, now, I found this to be quite a very classic Chianti. It's got a lot of body and it's a it's a it's a serious wine. It's a, it's definitely a food wine, isn't it? That's 100 percent sure. So but. By the way, uh, my next uh, video about, on, on my YouTube channel will be about 10 Italian wine terms that you should know. And I'm going to explain also the word uh, Classico. Uh, but basically, Classico means the wine comes from the oldest part of the region or is a traditional style of wine from that particular region. So basically, yes. when you have the word Classico on the label, it means a little bit something special. Yeah. So this particular Chianti is produced by Casa Emma. This is vintage 2017, which is absolutely exceptional. That vintage was actually scored by by uh, Robert Parker and got 92 points of 100. So very high well, score. That's good coming from Robert Parker. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Really good acidity, really good structure, a lot of cherry notes, uh, you know, dry herbs. You have that lovely balsamic finish. So it's it's all about it's all about the Sangiovese grape. And it's fantastic for the wine pairing, especially with the duck confit or sirloin steak, because it's, Chianti in general has really good acidity, really good freshness. And you have a dish like, for example, Cote de Beuf, like ribeye steak or, or, or a duck confit with a bit of fat. So um, yes. acidity capture lovely the fatness of the dish or uh, fatness of the cheese if you want and it goes really really well with with something you know let's say fatty if that makes sense yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, it, it is a lovely grape um but i believe it's um it can be tricky enough to grow sangiovese i know one one winemaker said to me once on a trip you have to be crazy to grow sangiovese <laughs> because it can be a troublesome grape it is depends when you're growing. Like Sangiovese is basically a Mediterranean kind of, you know, uh, climate-friendly grape. Yes. Uh, especially that's why it's widely planted in Tuscany, and it's also you can find in Emilia-Romagna. Uh, but it's des- that's definitely Italian grape variety. Uh, but thanks God, it's not as difficult. Like for example, Pinot Noir, which is yes. our third wine, is the base of that. Which is we also have the Champagne Drapier. This is our third wine, and Pinot Noir is even more difficult than Sangiovese. It uh, can be indeed. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah, it can be indeed. So but it's I, all about it's all about the climate. If you, if you if you basically growing your grapes in the, in the right condition, I mean the right climate, you should make you should be able to make a good wine. Sure, but of course it's not just the climate; it's the soil as well, isn't it? And as I, well, I, I yeah, think, wine I think making. It, yes, I think, um, the 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 guy who made that remark to me that was uh, I was on New World wine trip. So like it's different. They're trying to um, trying to work with some um, traditional European grapes in. In, in Chile and in New Zealand. Oh, yes. So that's where he came up with you'd be crazy to grow Sangiovese because he had so much trouble trying to get the, that, that, that classic, as you say, Chianti kind of flavor, which is, which is very much exclusive to the correct region. That's what the terroir thing is all about, isn't it, of course? 
appellations as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Chianti can be only produced in Italy and only in Tuscany. So that's the, that's that, that's yeah. that's the kind of appellation telling you. So if you see uh, Chianti Classico on the label, that means wine is produced in Italy. So it's Italian wine produced in Tuscany uh, from Sangiovese grape mostly. Ninety percent of the blend needs to be Sangiovese. Um, the third wine is a champagne. Yes. Um, a beautiful champagne which actually has no um, sulfites at all, which is which is very uh, there's, interesting. There, yeah, there's uh, basically there is in that particular label you have some sulfites coming from the grapes. Right. Yeah, because uh, Drapier is very well known of making producing champagne in very low um, low amount of sulfites. As a, one of the members of Drapier family, it's actually have a serious allergy to sulfites. So all, all Drapier wines are always low in sugar as well, because they don't want, they, don't, they really don't like when the champagne is sweet. Uh, so low in sugar and also all, uh, low in sulfites. So in this couple of wines, there's no sulfites at all. Right. So that's the main philosophy. And the yeah. main grape variety, it's Pinot Noir. Right. So this particular bottle of wine, which is called Cardor, it's a, almost like a Blanc de Noir, which means it's white wine produced from the right grapes. Because over 80% of the blend is Pinot Noir grape. And the wine is absolutely exceptional because I just have a glass now. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's only 40, 47 euro in retail. Is that right? Yes. So for the champagne, for that quality style of champagne, it's it's absolutely amazing price. And it's interesting that um, that you know you have four white grapes. Yes, I mean people. Most of the people, even sommeliers, are familiar with only three grapes in Champagne yeah. region, which is Pinot Meunier and Pinot Noir, the all red grapes. But there's another that altogether it's seven grape varieties are uh, permitted in in Champagne region. Sure. However, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, and and Chardonnay. Uh, covered 99.3% if I'm right. So the other five, sorry, the other four are very, very tiny. Yes. But it's actually seven grapes varieties in, in champagne altogether. One thing I did notice now, those all those wines that we're tasting today, um, they all they all come in half bottles. Now that's very interesting. Do you stock a large uh, amount of, of half bottles as well as full bottles? Yes, we do. Very good question, by the way. Uh, so basically during the COVID, uh, I, I increased amount of virtual tastings. And what we found out that it's better to send people even five half bottles rather than three full bottles. So they can, you can get exactly the same amount of, of juice mm. of the liquid, but you can get more huge range of wines. So now at the Corsica, we have over 60 different half bottles. Over 60. That's what I wanted to ask you because that, that's uh, very un, that's very unusual. I mean, if you have if you have it could be a person on their own or it could be a couple, it could be a group of people. But if you want to have several different wines, you want to have a glass of this with the first course, you want to have a glass of something else with the next course. Those half bottles will work perfectly. Amazing. And sometimes I have people, you know, especially on Friday, Saturday, they're doing some shopping uh, in local cheesemongers, and then they're coming to the to, to us and it's like, oh, Thomas, I got, I got this, this, and this. Which one I should get? I said, hold on a second. Instead of getting one bottle, I'm going to give you a selection of three half bottles. So I can pair each wine with each cheese. 
And people love, I have so many regular customers coming by me almost every Friday or every Saturday. I say, Thomas, this is my selection for this week. What do we go, what we should do, yeah. you know? No, uh, so, it, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love yeah, the product. It's a yeah. great idea. It, it reminds me of, um, you know, when you go to top Michelin restaurants and, and you're fortunate enough to have the, the tasting menu um, with the accompanying wines, there could be something like seven courses and you get a small um, a small little, little glass of wine or a small little taste of wine with each each one, but it's absolutely beautiful not to be drinking the same wine with each course. Um, and so because you have such a range of half bottles, again, people can do that at home, can make a tasting menu, as you say, with the cheese, obviously, but with every other course they're having. Yes, absolutely. With the whole meal, like, you know, yeah, but most of the time actually was there like a, like, was a, like a cheese board. It yeah. depends how many people, if it's, uh, if it's for one or two person, then you, you need maybe three or four bottles. Of course, sometimes I have a request for, you know, family dinner that was going to be eight and three people then we can we can go to the a range of full bottles which is going to be even easier because sure i think we have approximately 800 different labels 800 possibly yeah. possibly more than an hydrant yeah really and yes. do, you, do you pick them yourself or is it yourself? Uh, it's, basically, uh, it's basically myself and Paul and also Jordan helping a lot as well with the selection. It's, this is the, the youngest member of, of our Coast Crew family. Uh, so we, we always taste them together. And for some reasons, we don't like wine or we think the quality is not good enough. We just say, sorry, but no, no. So sometimes I have people asking me the questions. Uh, uh, what's about this wine for seventeen ninety-five? Is that good enough? I, was, I always re- respond, it's on our shelf. That means it has to be good enough. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you know, there's a reason why on the shelf. We, we're really, really, really picky what we're actually selecting for the shelves. Before we go, um, can you just um, give out the name of the website again? It's uh, www.decorkscrew.ie. Thecorkscrew.ie. Yes. Perfect. And will you also give out the uh, how people can find your YouTube uh, stream? So then, the name of my channel it's Wine Tuber. That's T U B E R. Yes. Excellent. So people can search for that. Well, that's great. I mean, there's so much knowledge. We could talk forever, but... um, Yeah, it's a lot, actually. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you're very good to come on and share your knowledge. And um, I think the the YouTube channel is particularly interesting. As I said, I find that that great, the amount of knowledge you have and sharing it and and the title. I know it's only a new thing, but I can see that you're building up with lots of interesting articles. So the very best of luck with it. And thank you so much. And um, I look forward to talking to you again and in the meantime cheers cheers